Welcome to Entrepreneurial Minds. I'm Valerie Donahue, and on this podcast, we'll travel around the world to learn everything that we can about individuals who choose to create businesses from scratch. We'll dive into what drives them, what stops them, and what inspires them in order to identify. Are there common factors that unite us as entrepreneurs across continents? Here's your next episode. Frederico Campo, so nice to be here with you. Frederico is the owner of Yolo Hostel here in the heart of Poblado in Medellin, Colombia. This is a cozy space uh, that invites backpackers, couples, families, even dogs, and offers offers tours, free bikes, beautiful garden space, and even barbecue facilities for its guests. The space has been operating for three years, and the location brings in more than 8,000 guests a year and has some of the best ratings in the city. Frederico, thank you so much for having me. Can you, to start, can you tell me a little bit, how did you get into the hostel business? I started working in the tourism business since 1999, okay. back in London. So most of the thing that I learned about this business is because of London, of the British people. As you know, London is one of the busiest cities in the world, talking about tourism, in different kind of tourism. So I started working in the hotel business then, from the bottom jobs, by kitchen porter, night porter, and then I started moving forwards. And then I became a general manager in one hotel. And I started doing tours also in London. And then I went back to Colombia. And then I started looking for places to open a hotel, like hotel like this Jolo, something like in the middle of the city, but more connection with the nature. It's not like a boring house or boring building. So I tried to mix the nature with the, with the city in one place. So that's why it took me like a five years to find a place like this. And then as soon as this house came up, I took it straight away and then I started opening this business. Because one of them, our goal, because it's not only me, it's a, a nice team that we have in here. Mm-hmm. We always focus to make people happy. We are not focused only to make money or get money from people. We know that people spend time in order to have their, their own holidays, means, times means money. So people trust you when you are going to a very far away places like Medellin. Mm-hmm. So it's our opportunity to give our best to these people because the best payment that we have from people is at the end, thank you very much, you make our trip. For, for us, that's more important than money. So that's my goal with my, my team is that focusing happiness, focusing making people interested in this city, telling, telling the people the truth, giving a good advice to have a very good experience in this city and in Colombia. And in these three years, we find out that this has been, has been, has been very successful in, in all the ways, in tours, in accommodation, in the restaurant, in all the ways. And then the most important thing is that we make friends. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. And, and one of the things that I'm noticing as I'm moving through the city, it's my first time in Colombia, it's my first time in Medellin, uh, is that everyone uh, local that I come across, uh, they really take so much pride in the city. And uh, there feels like there is an educational component to everyone, not just people in the tourism or in the hospitality industry. 
everyone uh, that I seem to be coming across seems to want to educate people who are coming in to Medellin about uh, about the city and about the history. Um, do you feel like there is um, this re-educational component when it comes to the guests that are coming in and um, you know, and, and how that affects the way that you're running the business? I mean, one of the good things about people from Colombia, especially people from Medellin, is that we have a very difficult time before, yes? So we managed to improve our life because we were a very quiet society before, because we were very scared to talk to people. And then mm -hmm. as soon as the difficult time finishes and then begins the transformation of this city, people start opening their, their mind or they want to share with everybody everything that we went through by in a very good way, no? Not mm -hmm. to make people sad. It's like to show to people that everything is possible if you believe. So that's why in Medellin, especially in Medellin, you find a lot of people that, as you say, yeah. they want to help you in different ways. People that didn't know anything about tourism, but they are the perfect tour guides because they are the local mm. touch. And then uh, that's our goal in our tours, trying to involve people with the local people with the local touch in order for people to understand this city because information, you can have information in Wikipedia and Google, mm -hmm and you can read as much as you can. But taking the information for the real people is completely different. So that's why I put Medellin like in different levels compared to different cities, because we want to show people what, what happened in Medellin before, how was this city, but it was completely different. And now we have a good opportunity in this business to show to people that it's possible to work together to make a better city and a better people in order to, to show the best in our culture to everybody. So being from a city that has a tough history and being in this uh, space, as you call, of transformation now, how do you think having this mentality and, and having, lived, having the people have lived through um, what they did, how do you think that it affects like the startup and the business culture? How do you think it affects the... Um, the mental space of the business owners? Do you think that it gives them a particular um, advantage or a particular mindset? Yes, I think so, uh, the impact is very positive, I think so, yes. In, during these three years and then before I opened my, this hostel, I used to have my travel agency also, so I started doing tours. And then I think so is one of the, the key to be successful in this business is that to have the, the experiences from people, yes? And then I think so right now, people, like uh, young people, wants to find out people like the real people. They wants to, to listen to their histories. They want to know about their life. And this is the good thing about Medellin. We are very open about that. Mm -hmm. So for business enterprises that want to become a new business, it's nice to come to places like this, especially in the popular neighborhoods that those places are very, used to be very difficult times. And now, as you see, the Comuna 13 or La Sierra or Santo Domingo, they are very difficult places. You're gonna find a lot of culture, music, but they are mixed with the real histories. So people wants to tell people that mix at the mm -hmm. same time. So it make more interesting for people. And then I think so that's one of the issues that it make 
Medellín more interesting than other cities in Colombia, for example? Talking about the transformation, yes? Mm-hmm. Staying on the, on the topic of uh, transformation and how we use language, one of the things that I've been noticing in businesses around the area and, and uh, in your hostel as well is that there are a lot of signs and a lot of plaques that say different things about maybe the business's ethics or the, or, or the values that they bring. So I noticed that you, you do have a few signs uh, out in the front. Um, I believe one said, uh, remind me, the one that's next to your office, Sexual it says like you are the, yes. no, the, the, like you are the best uh, version of oh, yourself. Yes. yes. Um, and then also like a lot of scientists say something, in this place, we are like this, right? Like we are open, we are loving, you know, we care about, and, and also, yeah, on the note of like the sexual tourism as well, right? So there is, there's a lot of communication in words, um, it, within the business spaces, um, Can you tell me from both aspects, right? One, from how do you communicate your values to your team and is, is part of that, you know, having that written language? And then this, and then the second piece I'll, I'll want to come around after in terms of the sexual tourism because I am seeing that everywhere. Okay, the, the, the first thing is like, as I said before, my team, they are Colombians and these people that they are not from Medellin, actually, they're coming from towns far away or at difficult towns where at the moment they're having a very difficult situation. So they come to Medellin to have an opportunity. So as soon as these people arrive, I made my team and then it was very clear with them that this is a house for people. This is a home for people. This is no business. Okay, we are working because we need money. We need to pay the expenses, this like that, just like in every business. But if we were focused to open our heart to people, to give our best to people because people come here very tired. People sometimes they have a very bad experience in different places, but if we are trying to explain to people that this is not like a, a normal hostel, like a normal business, people arrive here with, as soon as people make a reservation, they, they feel that they are talking with people, not with numbers, yes? That's my goal, I mean, and I think so right now in the, in the world, We need to change in many different ways because if we are still if we still focus in, in numbers, we're not going to have any future. But if we are focusing people, because it's a lot of people everywhere, different nationalities, different religions, different colors, but we are the same, yes? But in here, if we open that, and then we are a very good, warm, welcome to people, people are going to feel very comfortable. People are going to remember us. And then maybe we're going to touch these people that as soon as these people go to their houses or to their countries, some of them are very cold countries in Europe, Asia, even in North America. People is not as warm as us, yes? Yeah. But as soon as people feel like it doesn't matter if you open your feelings to people, if you open your heart to people, you're going to have more friends. And then mm -hmm. we're going to help each other. So we're going to build a better world. So that's my goal in this hostel. So maybe somebody came from, let's say, Finland, a very far away country, very cold country with a few hours with sunlight. <laughs> and they come here and they find people very open. Ah, how are you? How are you feeling? How was your day? How can I help you? Ah, let's go together to have a lunch or let's have a, this beer together. How are you feeling today? Uh, I find that you feel a little bit down. What happened with your life? 
So people, we touch that people, and then as soon as this person go back to the country, so, oh, I learned something in this country. We can be open a little bit more with my mm. people in that country. So this is our idea, is it doesn't feel embarrassed if you show your feelings. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you if you write down sentence everywhere. That's one way, yes? Yeah. But if you mix both the sentence, if you see love everywhere, if you see sharing, so people start opening their, their heart, yes? And then we become friends. Yeah. And then that's why we touch people every time. That's our idea with that science yes yeah no i love that and you know especially when you're traveling like you're saying where you stay makes a difference because it's you know your home at home is is your home like that's the space that you make to to relax and feel good and um but when you're traveling i think a lot of the times we don't think about the places that we stay as being well it's your temporary home that's the space for one day for two days that's where you're going to get your energy Um, that's where you're going to refuel for, you know, for the next day and to explore. And again, as I'm traveling, I'm seeing that makes a huge difference. Oh, much more like in percentage than I thought it would, right? I thought the space that I stay would depend on, you know, I'm just sleeping, you know, for a few hours and then I'm going about. But actually the feeling that I get from being in a place stays with me the whole day. So even if I just come somewhere just to sleep, The feeling that I get from being welcomed, the feeling that I get from interacting with people, it's, it's at least for me, how I most remember the city. I have other things that like, go on, but if I'm feeling welcome or if I'm feeling not welcome, it will, um, it will overlay itself into my experience throughout the day. So I think that that's, um, that's wonderful. And the, the, the directives that you're giving in the language, I, I, think that that's, um, I think that's wonderful. And I think that that's something about Latin America where like you're saying you know you're not afraid to be vulnerable to share how you're feeling to put these signs everywhere um, and just to really welcome people in um, and you're right you, you don't always you know in different parts of the world you don't always uh, get that and it's um, I think it's it's one of the reasons that people travel to Latin America just to get a little bit of that you know like love and hospitality and just kind of And it's true. You you do you bring it back, and it's um, it, 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 it's really cool. Um, we started also saying about the signs about the sexual tourism. I'm seeing them everywhere. Can you just color a little bit for me what that's about? I mean, actually, one of the difficult issues that we have in Medellin is the sexual tourism and the drugs tourism. Yes, because it's very sad to say, but it's a reality that we are famous for for drugs and now for prostitution. So Medellin and Cartagena, they are the couple of cities that have a very bad impact about those kind of tourism, yes? So places like hostels in Colombia, they, are, they have a very bad reputation, mm. yes? Because most of the conservative people think that hostels are full of prostitutes and drugs, yes? But as you see, like this hostel of Selena or other hostels in Medellin, we are working to change that, yes? And in order to give to the to the society and even to the authorities that we are working with them in order to prevent that, yes? Because it's not, it's not very pleasant that we, we have people that only come to places like this only to have, to use girls or to use drugs. Mm -hmm. Because as I said before, we have a very bad background, very difficult time with many difficult people like Pablo Escobar. So that's why we are famous for. 
But we're trying to erase that mm-hmm. and to show to people that we are more than that. Drugs and prostitution are everywhere, yes? Everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Some places are more difficult than the other ones, yes? But through the a good tourism, like natural tourism or the city tourism, we want to give another opportunity to these girls in order for them not to start working with prostitution mm-hmm. that, that is much better to be like with us. So these people could be a tour guides. Yeah. I mean, actually, we have a tour during the night in Medellin. Uh-huh. Taking to people to those places. Okay. To take foreign people to see a different face. Yeah. Like drugs and prostitution. Yes. Uh-huh. So, because if you stay only in Poblado in Medellin, you're going to see only a beautiful face of Medellin. But every city has got different faces. So that's why we have one tool to show to people, look, this is one issue that we have. And then if people start coming in here to use drugs and prostitution, we're going to end like this. Mm-hmm. But in the other hand, we have people like doing in good things. Yeah. People who improve their life coming from that to here. So we want to support these people. And then we want to fight against these people, you know, then to everybody have be part of the same cake. Yeah. Uh, it's tourism. Yes. Do you ever get um, frustrated with how um, with how that um, that conversation goes in terms of. Um, hold on, let me think of how I'm phrasing it. Do you ever get frustrated with how. Um, with how the change is taking place or how long it's taking or does it feel like it's happening? Does it feel like the change here in the city is happening quickly or is it moving slowly? And do you ever get frustrated with being here at, a, at the time where, where, where you're moving in that direction and you have to be a part of that um, or you get to be a part of that re-education? I mean, I think so. It took a lot of time to become like, to be like this, like today. I think so for the last four years, it has been a big boom in Colombia, especially in this city. And then I think it was too fast because not many people has got the same education like us, for example, or the, the world that we did in, in different countries. So if you go to different places in Medellin, you will find out that they need more. But it's not because they don't want it. It's because they don't know how to do it because the, the change in this city was so quickly that it gave it the right times to people to be prepared to what's going on right now in this city. For example, one of the most difficult things in Medellin is to find a tour guide, mm-hmm. professional tour guides, because we don't have a few people like mm-hmm. that, yes? But I'm a professional tour guide, and then I did my degree, I finished like a couple of years ago, yes? And then right now, the people who are doing the those profession, the limit that they have is the language. They don't, mm. they don't know anything about English or any different language. So it will take more time to be prepared of what's going to be next for the few years in Colombia. Because I think so in, uh, in the next five years, the tourism will increase a lot. And that's why a lot of foreign people start living in Medellin. Mm-hmm. And at the same, in my opinion, is good. Mm-hmm. Some people find now like competition, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that it's a very good key Indicating. to teach others mm. 
because people with experience, but people who doesn't live here, they don't know anything about Medellin, but we work together. Mm -hmm. So you teach me and then I teach you and then we make something good. Mm -hmm. So I think so. This is the good, the other good thing. A lot of people like you, for example, coming in here, teaching us many things because you've been in different countries. You can talk to a guy in the Comuna 13, look, I'm like this, like this, and I can teach you that. So these people, that person is going to learn from you and you're going to learn from him. Mm -hmm. So I think so the moment is too fast, but we're doing well at the moment with both. Yeah. When we speak about tourism and creating these new opportunities for tours and for people that are coming into the city to learn about a different neighborhoods and, and the history of the city, when you start to bring, when you're creating new tours and you're bringing people to different areas that previously haven't had tours, I mean, Camuna 13 being, you know, probably the biggest example, but I know yesterday we also spoke about you guys starting tours into like the indigenous communities. So it's, you know, from both facets, it's people that haven't seen, like they've been living their lives. They haven't been seeing, you know, this kind of tourism. And now people are coming in specifically just to see them do their everyday things. How do you feel like that's affecting those communities, the tourism? It's a very good question because it's, in my opinion, is a very good opportunity for them mm -hmm. to get more income in different ways. And also another opportunity for them to show to other people how they live, how they are. But the problem is, and it's a very small line, that you can cross that line and you make a mistake. Mm -hmm. It's like, if for example, it, it, even me or a foreign person, we want to go to a very far away places, like let's say with indigenous art, And then if we, will, if we go there to learn from there, it's good. But if we go in there to push these people to be like us, it's very wrong, mm -hmm. yes? Or to try to teach people to use the technology, it's very bad, yes? It's good to use then the technology, but not to lose the traditional mm. issues, yes? For example, I give you one small example. In my family coffee farm, we have an indigenous community. And then we help them to build one school, yes? But in that school, we don't get involved until, 12, until the, the kids, they have 12 years old. Because before the 12 years old, the indigenous, they are allowed only to teach them their own language, their own traditions, yes? Mm. So they keep the traditional, so this is good. We're not, we are not getting involved mm -hmm. for the first 12 years. We get involved after the 12 years in order to teach them the different issues in the world, like biology or stuff like that, yes? Mm -hmm. So that's why we work together. But the idea is to help them, but to keep them like the way they are, yes? Not to infect them with our, I don't know how I can say that, our traditions are different than them, sure. yes? So try not to mix them, yes? Yeah. Because if we do it, in a few years, we don't want to have anything to show to people, yes? Yeah. Keep them, take care of them, help them, but leave them the way they are, yes? Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're indigenous or if it doesn't matter if they live in a very poor neighborhood. Because also we have a foundation with some friends in Holland. Mm -hmm. We build a school for poor kids in Colombia. But we help poor communities, but we let them to be like that, the way they are. We don't bring our customs to them because we, we infect them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's nice when we bring people like you, for example, to, to those neighborhoods, but these people live like that, but they are very happy. 
see their faces, say the way they say hello to you, see the way they are open their house to you. This is the way they are. But if you come to Poblado, we are different. This is the way people are. So we don't mix, but we learn from both. Yeah. Yes. In order to have the same goal. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot. It it it, it feels to me so <coughs> challenging. Like it's such a you know it, it, it's such a big conversation because the moment you bring anything new, right? It's you know here to the neighborhoods, but you know specifically when like the purest example of it is if if you're going out into the indigenous communities and you're starting to bring tourists inadvertently, whether you like whether you like it or not, the once you start doing a tour, once you start bringing the people, that brings an element that was never there. And whether you like it or not, they're going to see the phones, the this, you know, the technology. Um, and 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 that's just like that's just the way that, that information right gets passed. So I'm curious, I know that you as the, the the owner of the organization, but you work so closely with the team, what are the conversations that you guys have? Like they, they seem to me like very like difficult like debates almost, you know, like how how do you approach creating these things from scratch? I think so one of the the thing that I make us a little bit successful in this kind of business is like we create things that we like it, mm. yes? We create things that we want to see in another countries, in another cities, yes? Because if we, we keep going with the same conservative tourism, for example, doing the same boring tours, with the same, a lot of history information that you can get it from mm -hmm. any website, mm -hmm. you get bored, yes? Yeah. So that's why we're always trying to, to innovate Yes, but innovate in order to give more happiness to everybody, not only for mm -hmm. people who's going to pay for the tours. Sure. For everybody. We're going to show how you live. We're going to show you how you cook, how you sleep, for example. Who is your friend? And you're going to tell them that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then at the same time, we're going to tell around the history about what happened in that area. But we're trying to get our personal life in the tours. Yeah. So that's why it makes us a little bit different than other ones because, as I said before, your question, we are very open, mm -hmm. yes? As soon as you are open, people get involved in your life, yes? And then that's, it makes us, like, easier to make these kind of things mm -hmm. because we are not forced anybody. We're just going to tell our life. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you make your life simple things, people become happy. And people say, wow, this is the way we are looking for, Yes? This is the two that we are still looking for in, in different cities, yes? As I said before, the most important is if you focus in, the, in your tradition, your traditional life or, your, or the way you live in your city, because at the beginning, you just live your life like normal. You didn't thought that your life was going to be very famous, yes? Mm. But if you can communicate that to people, people get more involved with the cities, yep. the countries, the culture. Yeah. Going back to YOLO, um, can you tell me what's the difference between a hotel and a hostel? Yes. The big difference between hotel and a hostel is the S. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Why the S? Yes. S in Spanish called socializar. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yes. Means in a hotel, you have your own room, with your own TV, with your own bathroom, we own, everything is yours. Yeah. So you don't have to go out. 
in a hostel you don't have that kind of thing you have your bed your locker that's it so you need to go to different rooms to meet to other people yes so you socialize with other people so that's the main main difference between the the, the both business yes and then in my opinion if you are a traveler it's better to stay in hostels because you make friends you get good advisors you pay less so you have the opportunity to see more in that city yes but i don't say the hotel is bad yes no 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 some yeah. people like hotel but in my opinion that's the big the big difference there is only yeah that's a really interesting way to put it i really love that i'm going to keep it um in hostels um you know i think like depending on like who you talk to and if um if people have never traveled you know going to a hostel that they've they've been going to hotels all their life um you know maybe there is a misconception at least at least i think for me definitely i had a misconception that, that hostels are for young people who are backpacking and that's it uh, but here this morning i mean you had a family of like eight people they were with their dogs their babies their grandmas i mean it was like a whole and like they were here and and i saw you guys interacting in the lobby and just chatting and it was like a really like a community feeling um so hostels aren't just for backpackers they're for everyone exactly it's that's why we, we we're trying to break that wall mm -hmm. because as before people thought that Hostel is for people who don't have money to travel. They don't want to spend anything. They want to pay very cheap. They want to save money. That's not, I mean, also there's people like that, yes? Mm -hmm. But when we opened Jolo, the, the first time I told everybody here, look, this hostel is for everybody, from animals to old people, young people, singles, everybody's welcome here every nationality so we're going to show to people that it's better to stay in hostels because you become friends yeah and then you're going to learn from young people and you're going to learn from old people also and then we are very lucky because as you say before you saw families here but in here it's also all people who stay days yeah and then it's nice when you see that old guy going out with a very young guy uh -huh. so two different age but both are travelers uh -huh. and both are learning so it's so happy when we saw that kind of things because we said we made it yeah that's our goal and then we are working on that yeah and I then is in this hostel is many people say this is the first time i stay in a hostel i'm not gonna stay in a hotel anymore so that's our goal because it's we're trying to get the best for people don't pay that much money but we want to everybody to open to become friends and to have like uh, the same community. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. Um, and one of the things for hostels and you know within the hospitality industry is, is your reviews online. They really like they make it or break it, right? Like people, they they just go straight to bookings or wherever hostels.com, and you know, and this is like they make their decisions based on their reviews. How do you knowing that that's a? I'm just going to assume that that's a really big part of how you get your clients. Um, how do you bake that into the experience? Are you always thinking about the reviews or is it something that like you're just focusing on the experience and the reviews come kind of on their own? Actually, I mean, in this, at the moment, the reviews are very important because people can have a picture of the places that they are ready to book and it's good, but we are not focused on that. We are focusing to give our best mm -hmm. and then we know if we will give our best, People is gonna write whatever they want, but mm -hmm. we're gonna feel f free or 
tranquilos mm -hmm. that the people is going to write good things. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we told to people, look, if you want to make a review, do it, write whatever you want, but please tell us if, we, if you notice that we can improve in something. Yes? Yeah. That's very important for us. We just want the reviews to improve. Mm -hmm. And then if you feel bad, if you feel good, it's good to show to other people, but tell us also here in order to make people know or not to make them say mistake, for example, mm -hmm. yes? But we are not focused on that. We are just focused to make people happy and then after that, everything is coming in, the, in a good way. How do you um, take the feedback from, uh, from your guests and do you have a system in terms of implementing that feedback? Yes, we have. I mean, actually, in, right now in Colombia, most of the places like hotels or, uh, or hostels or business who promote, promote, promote accommodation, they need to prove how they get that feedback. Mm. So it's very, it's very important. That's why in Jolo, as soon as you make your booking, it doesn't matter if, you, if any of those pages, we get in contact with you. Mm -hmm. So you are in contact with persons. We are going to get in contact with a number or a hotel with some nice reviews. So this is good for people because at the beginnings, we teach people how to deal with Medellin, with the basics stuff. And then as soon as they get here, they got a lot of information already. So now we have like a bridge connecting both parties. And then after during the stay, we make that bridge even stronger. Yes. And then when they go, we are very happy because we know that person, we make a friend, that person is going to make a good review, yes? Or if the person make a bad review, that is also possible, that bad review will give us, like, a, an opportunity to improve more, yes? Yeah. What was the inspiration behind the name? The name, as you say, YOLO means you only live once. Uh -huh. And then uh, I have a very, a few years ago, I have a very bad uh, experience in my life. I lose almost everything. I used to work in a different business. I was doing well, very well. And then somehow like this, I lose everything. And then it was very difficult at the beginning, really, really difficult to understand why. Yes, why happened this to me? I'm a good person. You always criticize yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. But when something happens, it's because something good is coming up. But that time for you to realize that it yeah. takes a few months or a few years. So I learned that you need to live once very deep. It doesn't matter how's your business, how your relation with your family or parents or, or your girlfriend or boyfriend or friends or whatever. Yes, this is the time. This is the present. We, to, we, we need to live with your present, hoping that your future is going to be very good but not trying to be like a, a guilty with all the things happened mm -hmm. in your past, yes? So that's why uh, I put YOLO, yes? For the meaning of the word, first of all, yes? Because it's, for me, it's really, really meaning. You only live once, for me, is the most important thing in my life. Give your best. But at the same time, it's a very easy word to remember to mm -hmm. people. So yeah. if you have a good experience, and then you have a, a, a good vibe in this hostel. Mm -hmm. When you go into another country, it's very easy to remember YOLO. Mm -hmm. But if I put Federico Campo Hostel, nobody's <laughs> going to remember. Yes? Yeah. So also for marketing, it's good. Yeah. But for the, some people don't know the meaning. Some people, as soon as they come here, they, ah, that's the meaning. I like it. <laughs> oh. Yes, I want to live once. I want to 
give my best to in this life. So this yes. is, I mean, also everything is like connected. Yeah. Um, and coming out of, uh, of coming out of a difficult time, you know, lots of business owners. I mean, everyone, you know, like we were living our life, like there's ups and downs. And um, but particularly when it comes to businesses and entrepreneurs, people um, who who become entrepreneurs well a lot of them they'll go through multiple businesses in their life and unfortunately you know a lot of businesses do fail and so um you know entrepreneurs who end up being successful they they will have inadvertently had some failures um in, in terms of, of of business in their life um is there any advice to entrepreneurs or business owners who are currently in that kind of space where they Like they want to believe that like better things are coming, but it's really hard because they just um, they went through through a loss in their business. Yes, I mean I've, I think so. I mean this is a good a good question because I always tell my people here because I always wants to communicate or to to tell other people my life in order to give a key to the other one that is possible to to improve. But when people like they having their own business and they have a very difficult time, but if you still believe it in you, and if you still believe that if your business makes you happy, don't worry. Don't worry because that crisis is very good. Mm -hmm. Because the crisis, it will give you more opportunity to be a better business, yes? Because you're gonna force yourself to find the exit. Mm -hmm. to improve so it's good because it forces you because nobody's going to be with you it's only you it's your business you are trying to to be somebody or you want to become your business to be very successful it's only you you need to work hard because if you, everything is easy from the beginning you have to be very worried mm -hmm. if the business yeah. is still very easy all the time you need to think why because it's very difficult <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. You need to believe in you. The crisis is always good. If it's no crisis, you need to be very worried. Yes? You learn from crisis. Yes? You be better from crisis. Yes? The crisis give you the opportunity to show who you are. The crisis give you the opportunity to see if you are the right person to To, to take your business in a different level because the business is going to prove you with uh -huh. crisis. If with the first crisis you go down and you're going to say, I'm not going to make it, it's not my business, and then you're going to criticize yourself, are you going to be very guilty? This is not you. You need to work with somebody else. Uh -huh. But if you believe in your business, if you believe in everything that you're going to do it, In the future, in your business, don't worry about that crisis. Learn from that crisis, and later you're gonna show to different people, look, my crisis was this, and then I learned from this, that. Yes? So for me, crises are very important. Frederica, that was really good. You just, um, you made something so negative. I mean, honestly, you, as you were talking, like you, you really sold me on like having a crisis. I was like, wow, like maybe I haven't had a crisis in a long time. I'm like, I really need one. So that was, that was actually, uh, I, I thought that that was very, uh, very motivational. Um, to wrap things up, what is the one thing, again, you know, you having this, um, 
you know, being in the hospitality business here in Medellin, what is the one thing that you wish travelers would know before they come to Colombia? That's a very nice question. That you're going to find a very nice people, that you're going to find a nice places to see by yourself and try to escape the traditional places. Try, before you come into Colombia, try to search different towns, different cities than the normal places that people go, and you're going to find the real Colombia, yes? And then if you come here very open, that you're going to learn from many people, you're going to have a very good time in Colombia. But try to go to different places because, I mean, I'm from Colombia, but I can tell you that this is a paradise with different kind of places to visit and different kind of people. And then if you, if you have the opportunity to see that at the end of your trip, you will find out that in one place, different cultures, different people, different places can be in the same country. Mm -hmm. Yes? And then you're going to live with a big smile. And then before you came to Colombia, also try to think in our reputation that we had before. Mm. So for you not to come to Colombia to do that kind of things. Yes? Sure. Because you won't help us. Yeah. You will help us if you come to visit to visit us, to see us, to learn from us, and then when you're going back to your country, tell your friends, family, that we are more than the normally thing that normally people know about Colombia. Federico, thank you so much. Um, it's been, you know, as I've been, again, moving through Medellin and, and meeting different people and having different conversations, I actually haven't had a lot of uh, opportunity here to do uh, interviews. And so uh, you have been... Um, such a lovely example of encompassing everything that I personally have been experiencing here in the city, which is just um, just very kind people, uh, people who are just so eager, so um, so eager to share their experiences, to share their life, that are just so open. And, and I've been learning so much. And so uh, this has been so wonderful. I feel like in one conversation, you really encompassed kind of like all of the people that I have met in, in such a positive way and, and, um, and you've really colored for us uh, you know, a little bit of the city, a little bit about your business, a little bit about yourself and, and, and as a representation of the people here. Um, I, I thought it was really wonderful. So I really, really thank you for your time. Now, thank you for being with us and then to do these kind of things with us is very important. Thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneurial Minds by Chatterboss. Our dedicated and on-demand virtual executive assistant team specializes in supporting entrepreneurs and business owners with pretty much any admin task. Go to chatterboss.com to learn more.